0: the giving gifts podcast a space for real people sharing real stories just navigating how to use their gifts in this world this is episode three of season two and i have a good friend mentor and just an all-around phenomenal human being joining us today you know i think it's so often we immediately share what a person does rather than who a person is When I met Deb, I knew within minutes that this woman was not simply an owner of a coffee shop. And I would come to learn that Deb had a story deeply rooted in a commitment to connection, a desire to allow people to feel heard, know that they are valued, and take the time to truly see those around her. And Deb's commitment to connection has not come without cost. Deb gave up comfort leaving her home country during a war. She practiced courage when she quickly climbed the ladder of the airlines industry. She recognized opportunity when she left a career to raise her kids. She found balance being a single parent raising three amazing girls and being an advocate for children and women. And I met Deb at Patch Coffee. A coffee shop that is not what Deb does, it is what Deb believes in. A space for others to experience real connection, a reflection of a story that I'm actually very excited for you to hear right now.
1: (laughs) Um, My name is Deb, and um, oh, I am an eclectic. Makeup of journeys, um, and have reinvented myself multiple times, and and probably will continue to. I would say reinvent. There's, there are just different facets of me that um, I have um, discovered and or I'm curious about, and have let it um, take me where I want it, want to be, and and where it leads me to be you know, a childhood dream, a little girl dream was, was to be, was to travel. And um, because I was born in Vietnam, and while exiting Vietnam was not by choice, we had to leave because of the war, um, I was exposed to this metal tube in the airplane. And not only that, but also different cultures and uh, different languages. <clears throat> that was fascinating to me. And it was very easy for me to connect to different different people. And you know, we went from Vietnam to Thailand to France to Germany. And I was always intrigued with the people um, and trying to learn some of the, the words of, of the local countries and whatnot there. Um, and I think that it was always easy for me to really bridge that gap with people and to connect people because I was interested in them. It wasn't about me coming in saying, you know, here, here's who I am, but just genuinely wanted to know how to speak the language and whatnot. So,
0: yeah, you have obviously one of the most unique stories from growing up to your career and then your family life. And even in that, it's really your perspective that I think is really unique Um, and just how you viewed all of those things individually and then decided there needed to be a connection. And, Um, As you know, because you are on the Giving Gifts growth team, the Giving Gifts has this vision to create these possibilities for individuals to identify their gift and use their gift and share their story. And um, I think this is something you and I agree on. It's really in that process that real connection with people in this world is actually possible. When we're able to really look at where we've come from, where we are now, we're able to connect. Um, but from your perspective, what do you think, what do you think is the greatest obstacle when it comes to connection?
1: Um, I Well, let me answer that first by saying, I think that the greatest gift that we can give to other people into the world is um, our own experience, right? And I think that it helps when you realize that your story is is the best tool to connect to people because you can't, um, it's hard to compete and it's hard to deny authenticity, right? I mean, that's my story, I'm not making anything up. And I can share with you my story of what it was like to have to, you know, leave my country and to leave my family behind. And the losses of, you know, uh, losing a, a brother, you know, that I just absolutely adored and looked up to, to a tragic death to, um, you know, coming and landing on a 747 and touching ground in LAX, this great big whole new world with the blue lights, you know, and lots of traffic. And what the aweness of that, right? To being, um, to, to giving birth, to uh, being married, to um, being divorced and being a single mom and watching my children, you know, um, put everything at stake and then watching them thrive. So you cannot, you can't argue with me with my story right? And so what, in, in my pain and my joys and those things. And so anybody out there that's trying to figure out, Oh, what do I have to offer? You have to offer you. And I think that if we reframe um, our lens of, Oh, I was a victim of this. Oh, I gosh, if I just had two moms and dads in the house, I wouldn't be such a screw up. Or if I, you know, grew up in this city Um, I would be a better person, I have more to contribute, right? Or if I had a better education and whatnot. Um, So I think that for me, I start, I celebrate my pains, and I celebrate my successes, because I realize that's, that's my journey, right? So I think that if you um, are someone who is trying to find your place that you know, you just want to um, make an impact and you want to give of yourself is sit down and really just evaluate, list out, I mean, list out major events, you know, as if you were writing a book. And if you were saying, these are the different chapters in my life, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. And when you look back at that and saying, you know, what are the things that, um, Uh, How did they impact me? What are things that are triggering me? What are things that just really, when I hear this or when I see it in my friends or, you know, a perfect stranger that just, just kicks me in the stomach, right? Or just really enlivens me, right? Something that maybe keeps you awake at night or just gets you up and out of bed and going. Those are the things that you want to pay attention to. Pay attention to the, to what you pay attention to. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I think once we start paying attention to the things that we pay attention to, I think you start seeing that there's probably a common commonality, a theme that's in there. And, um, and I think as you start to explore that, and as you start to become aware of that, you know, serendipitously, spiritually, faithfully, whatever it is that your belief is, these little tiny little Atomic miracles kind of happen. These people start crossing, you know, paths with you, and you start to hear their stories, and you start to ask questions, and and these connections start to happen, right? So I think that if you look at your your own journey, your own heart, things that that are um, you think about, things that you feel, um, things that you gravitate the towards, those are going to be your lifeline, those are going to be your connecting points to the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, and as you start to um, open that up and realize that these little tentacles, like if you're an octopus, right, you start putting one of those tentacles out there and putting another one out there, you'll see you're going to start connecting, you know, little by little. And sometimes it's a, a big connection, right. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to make those connections. If you number one are not going to um, realize that your story is your story. Number two is you start to share your story. And also number three is start listening to other people's stories, ask questions. You know, I think that we are so about, um, you know, wanting to make sure that we need to be seen, heard, you know, we, we've, we've got to find our place in the world you know, we've got to brand ourselves, we have to get as many likes as we can, as many followers yeah. as we can. Um, and we're always just on the prowl and, and just pursuing, I think sometimes if we just sit and be still, and look up from our phones, uh, look up from just, you know, as we walk, um, you know, not only looking at our own feet and our own steps, but just stopping and just take a look around. Like we open our eyes and just look who's sitting next to us, maybe at your favorite coffee shop, um, <laughs> <laughs> or you're sitting at the library or, or the classroom that you may be in, in school. Um, you know, look to your left and look to your right or even in the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. You will be amazed at how many people you will find connectivity with. If you ask three questions in, you should, I'm sure you will find something that you can connect to them with if you're willing to.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned something that I that is resonating in my mind that you recognized that there was a you know you had to give up something to take up something else, and so I think that is true with with any choice we have. There's a cost, and so when it comes to connection, there's a cost. And um, when I met you, you were opening a beautiful coffee shop um and i got to talk to you about so why 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 a coffee shop and your answer was pretty interesting to me because you were in a really cool crossroads of your girls were older they were all in high school i think right jordan was still she was a senior maybe
1: She's maybe a, a yeah. freshman
0: in college yeah. um your girls were older, you had this opportunity then to connect really being a parent and pursuing a new side of career. Um, And there was still a cost at that for you. I'm just curious of um, what you would say that cost was, or how has choosing a real connection in your own life um, cost you? Yeah, I think
1: that there's there's always a cost if if you study economics, right? There's opportunity cost. Sometimes we have to invest in something and get the return on investment on it, right? So, um, you know, just from a career standpoint, when you, you know, it's easy to um, be in a career, you're making great money, you've got this career path and we're gonna stay in it, right? It's comfortable, okay? You may be miserable, you may be, your curiosity of what else is out there in the world is dying on the vine or your own just need to express yourself um, is dying. That's a cost to stay comfortable. There's a cost to stay comfortable, right? So you have to weigh out. The cost is to step out into something new, step out into an adventure, step out into something that you're called to do. There's a cost to that, right? Might be a little bit scary with the unknowns, but staying in something that is yeah, you're comfortable, you know it, but if your soul is dying on the inside, to me personally, that's a greater cost, right? Um, and it's, it's like, um, it's, you kind of an analogy, it's a terrible analogy, but it's like being in a, an abusive relationship, right? Sometimes some people stay in relationship and, and the outside world, you know, it's like, why, why, why don't you leave him or why don't you leave her or whatever but there's there's some you know misery loves company right it's kind of that saying is some people stay in it because this is what i know i don't know if i can make it on my own so i think that in terms of making those connections um you know i i left you know from the airlines to be at home and then it was scary to step back out again it was scary there was a cost of of leaving you know my kids right um And even for a few hours and stepping out and um, then going into do some of the advocacy work that I did um, in the nonprofit, that was a cost because that's not a lot of pay. Right. But there was something that was just you know, burning inside of me, my stomach, right. And in my soul, my gut that I have to answer this. call. I've got to figure out what that is. And just there, you have to have some elements of faith and some elements of trust. You've got to step out there. And, um, and then there was another, I think time that I had to make those decisions of when I was in um, a very lucrative position and we were doing a lot of good and once in the world of cybersecurity, you know, my kids were, were, a little bit older in this time, but I still needed to be, you know I wanted to be in their school. I wanted to be there on the sidelines of the soccer game. I wanted to be there at the plays and the performances and whatnot and to be at home at breakfast and dinner. And um, there's a cost to that as that means, okay, I've got to get up a little bit earlier, you know and to do some of my work and I had to take care of my staff and make sure that they felt connected to me as as you know their boss and then be able to be there and make sure breakfast and lunches, you know, were made and packed for school. So um, I didn't sleep as much. So there's, you know, um, but I was willing, there's something that has to give, right? And, and I was, that wasn't even, wasn't even an option, you know, to not do that. And, um, and I would have to do a lot of business traveling. So it would be, okay, well, I'm gonna take the red eye flight you know, and be there in the morning because I wanted to make sure that I was there until my kids go to bed. Right. So, you know, people look and they're like, oh, wow, you did this. You got lucky or wow, you worked hard. It's not just working hard. It's just, there's, you're constantly making decisions, you know, of, I need to stay connected to my kids. I want to stay connected to um, these, these issues that matter to me, like in the issues of sex trafficking, for instance, right. And the issues of um, uh, making sure that women and girls, you know, um, felt their they had a seat at the table, right? So in order to stay connected to all of these different things I cared about, I had to really um, make sure I allocated my times and and just not do it half-hearted, right? Um, and so, therefore, I put some other things that were um, on hold for me. I had to make those choices. Um, you know, people are like, Oh, you know, I, I mean, I've been divorced since 2006, you know, and first thing everybody wants to do is they want to set you up with somebody. <laughs> you know, I've got somebody for you to meet. Why aren't you out there dating? Oh my gosh, the kids are older for me. Raising my girls was my number one priority. And part of that required me really, um, building back up my career to make sure that I provided for them, make sure that they had security and position myself. You know, in jobs and in positions where I had some of that flexibility to still do my work, but still be a mom, right? And um, didn't have, didn't get a chance to do a lot of the social things I normally would. But I knew that if I invest this opportunity cost, if I invest my time in the things that matter to me and stay connected to that, educated myself on those things, become better at it, you know, the fun times or some of these other things, they'll come, they'll come to me in its time, right? So, um, so it's not a straight path, um, whatever that we're trying to do to figure out what our passions and our purposes are. Um, you have to see what your capacities and your capabilities are at that point and build those up, stay, um, you know, build that connectivity in those worlds that you have. And those connectivities will only, um, they will cultivate more connections for you. Right. Um, as you continue to explore what your journey is. Um, and I think that the, to, to your point of opening up the coffee shop, I was um, in working in, in the cybersecurity space, identity theft and fraud, and uh, was director of government affairs there. So I was dealing with a lot of policy you know, regulations and whatnot, dealing with a lot of our elected officials and law enforcement. Um, and different or, uh, academia organizations. And I started to open up um, this coffee space because one of the things I missed as I paid attention to was when I would travel, You know, whether it was for work or for my advocacy work or, or personally, one of the things I missed when I would come back is that, that feeling with a lot of these countries where people will sit and they will take time to enjoy their coffee, enjoy their tea or enjoy their meals. And they're having real conversations. And they're really just connecting with each other, you know, whether it's great grandparents that live in the same home or they're sitting there and they're having meals with their, you know, grandkids and you have multiple generations or friends or, or, you know, uh, couples or whatnot. We're, they're not in this we got to get, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go world. Right. And so when I would come home and I would get homesick for that, that sense of having these real conversations and not being rushed through. And that I got to really um, get to know the people that I just met or I'm enjoying, you know, this meal with. So it prompted me to open up this coffee space. Um, and it's the coffee is just the, the conduit and, and the catalyst to, re, to really bring people together. What I have watched and what the vision was and it has happened is, you know, the fact that you're just coming in to sit to maybe work or to have a cup of coffee you may be sitting next to somebody that you would never ever consider having a conversation with or even giving the time of day up, whether you know their their voting is different from you, their language is different from you, their social class is different, the education class is different from you, whatever it is. The beautiful thing about you know at Patch is that you we have all of those people that have come together and, and have had conversations with people. In to hear stories and to share stories. So um, on that, so the name patch was really inspired by the concept of the switchboard operators back in the day where you know you would have to call into the, the operator and they would patch you in, they would connect you to the person that you wanted to communicate with. And there was, there was a period of time where if there was a long distance call, for instance, there was a call that was coming from overseas only some of, the, some of the homes had that capability. So, you know, all the neighborhood would come together, right? And, or everybody would come to that one home to be able to have those conversations. So that, and then as obviously the the, the communication, the telephone industry has evolved and where people can contact and, and we can stay connected to people, you know, um, everywhere. And I think that that has ironically, now with our cell phones, I think it's almost become a disservice, right? It is somewhat some ways have um, taken away from the verbal communications, because now we can text, we can, you know, message, we can do these things. And, you know, we don't even send birthday cards in the mail anymore, right? We don't write letters, we just, you know, post something on social media. So I think that um, being in a very hyper connective world with all of the technology it has done wonders you know um, for us Uh, but also I think it has caused people to um, become more isolated right Um, and I think that has while you may have you know a thousand friends on Facebook or Instagram but people are feeling more alone than ever Mm -hmm. so um, I think that um, if if you know, with what Giving Gifts is doing and, um, and with what you're doing, Cassidy, is really just helping people to discover, you know, their own gifts and their ways that they can connect to people. I think that this is, especially after coming out of the pandemic, people need to feel a part of something, a part of a community more than ever. And uh, I think people have discovered that, right? That um, it we have to keep community alive because community keeps us alive mm-hmm. and, and we have, and, and what we're, you're doing with giving gifts is helping to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that you noticed that. Um, and you know, I was going to say, I think when I walked into patch the first time, um, after I complained that there wasn't a menu and you told me to just make one, um, (laughs) I realized that that space was you come in here and you find what you need to find here. And that it was almost a mirror of how you were showing up in the world. And I began to realize that just by being there, I was learning more and more about you because there would be high school students who you would sit with and say, how are you? Because you had girls who you knew needed to be looked at and valued and needed and appreciated. And that's what patch was. And you had single moms who were burnt out and exhausted or just moms in general come into patch who, just look tired and you created a space to hold their baby and, uh, give parents a little break and had a space where music was important because music was a part of how we connect to each other. And so I think I saw so much of, the different aspects of who you were and the way that you created this space for others to experience connection. And I think right now, especially after the last two years, in a lot of ways, yeah, this world feels so disconnected and there is a greater need for connection more than ever. And I'm curious Well, actually, I'm going to share this because this was a moment I had this past year with you that I was just really um, thankful for and impressed by. And I don't think I've even articulated this to you, but I was around patch during a week when um, you guys actually lost a customer and Mm -hmm. it really shook you. Mm -hmm. And I got to see this connection with with a person who we'll never know that their life actually had such a great impact. And it clicked to me that we can start businesses, we can start nonprofits, we can start organizing, like we can do whatever, but if connection isn't our motive, if it isn't our what's what's spurring us on, it it really doesn't matter. And Mm -hmm. so I'd love to just wrap up this time with, um, just some of your thoughts, and maybe even encouragement of how you let connection so deeply impact you. Um, and if someone's listening to this and they want that, like what what would you say is just like a next step to really be impacted by others around you?
1: Um, I think in terms of connection, um, I I think we are wired that way. We it is an innate need to be connected. I, I, you know, I think that at the end of the day, um, you know, with all of this, just strip everything away, you know, philosophies, books, and all of this stuff is, I think it's so simple is that we all um, need to f- feel that we matter to somebody, right? That we've made a difference, that we matter, what we do matters, and that we have people in our life that matter to us. That's it, right? And what that means is how am I going to know that I matter to you unless we have conversations, unless we connect, unless we express that. Right. And, and it's, it's like, you know, when we wait until somebody dies and at their funeral, we talk about how great they are, how much we appreciate them and how much they meant to us and what kind of impact we have. Why aren't we doing that when people are right in front of us? Right. So I think that, um, I it's it just seems so simple, but I'm gonna sound like a broken record is I think we just need to just stop and we need to realize pay attention to the people around us, you know, and say hi to the person in the grocery store. Say hi. And I I get it. I am I'm an extrovert and it's I thrive off of that. And for some people, they're like, that's easy for you to do. But sometimes my being such a an out there person is going to be a threat to other people. So if you're somebody who's more, you know, an introvert or more of a quiet spirit, you're going to be somebody that um, somebody else will really appreciate, they'll feel safer with, right? I think we're all so wired, we're we're so designed so differently. That's what's so beautiful about it, right? So um, just know, and, and I see it every single day in the coffee shop, and I see it every single day in and outside of people I mentor and you know, some very high profile people that are I uh, work with or, or friends with, just because somebody has the nice car, somebody has the, 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 the nice house, the whatever it is, does not mean that they are f- feeling like they matter, right? Or that they are feeling connected to something. Sometimes those people feel much more isolated. So I think the, that reach out, take that risk, You know, it's going to cost you maybe um, five seconds of your time, right? And sometimes maybe it'll cost you 10 minutes, that conversation. And you are going to gain so much life, so much perspective, um, so much experience that you don't want to rob yourself of, right? It's it's like making that U-turn just one light too short for yourself, that if you just kept going you know, um, you would have encountered something that is so amazing, so new, that's going to enrich your life. And I think that um, the more enrichment that you get, I would just encourage you to share that. Keep passing it on, right? We've got to keep connecting. It's like the switchboard operator. The more people that we can connect and into those portals and, and connect and get those conversations and we multiply that, Um you know, then you have that sense of community.
0: I love that. And I so value you and your perspective and just honestly, your commitment to continuing to learn um, to continuing to ask questions from others and of yourself of what, what your place in all of this is. Um, we didn't even get to talk about the book you're writing, but, um, (laughs) I will, I will throw that out to be continued. Deb is writing a book and she will be back on to talk about that. Um, and yeah, I'm just, yeah, very thankful for, for just your commitment to connection. So thank
1: you. (laughs) Thanks, Cassie. Do I, do I get to tell my bad joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't the pony sing the lullaby? Why? Because she was a little hoarse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the giving gifts.
0: Like, share, and subscribe. This show is the shit.
1: Spread some love and joy. Know that you're a gift.